Hello and welcome to Free from the Real, episode 137, brought to you by PureMTGotcom, MTGOTraders.com and CapeFearGames.com. You can hear us each week on MTGOTraders.com, PureMTGO.com and MTGCast.com. This is the Free from the Real podcast, bringing you all the news that's fit to listen to. I'll be one of your hosts, AJ. With me is the uh, unrepeatable Kiersele, that's Kiersele. Hey, hey everyone. And the... Um, Monosyllabic, uh, Sebastian Park. How's everyone doing? Right. This is. Uh, let's start with some of the news from the. I'm not sure if this is the online or the offline world. Sort of both, really. Uh, the PTQ schedule for uh, the Honolulu uh, MTGO events. Uh, Kia, what's um, the story with these? Uh, well, this is the the online qualifiers that we'll be seeing. Uh, starting up here uh, shortly. The qualifier season in real life starts on October 1st, and we'll have, they'll have PTQs start, starting in those weekends. For the online world, our PTQs will start on October 16th and run through Christmas, mm-hmm. which is December 25th, if we have any non-American listeners. Uh, we've got 16 of them coming up uh, over the course, and they're all sorts of times, some Euro-friendly, some Asia-friendly, some American-friendly. And typically on uh, Friday through Tuesday, it looks like. Mostly Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and then there's like one on a Tuesday randomly early on. But if you're interested in qualifying for the Pro Tour and who wouldn't want a little Hawaiian vacation, uh, you can check those out and play. And they'll all, every single one of them will be in a Strahd sealed. All right. So kind of a crapshoot because since they are sealed, you see a huge number of players in those. So winning them is very unlikely, but you never know. You know. There'll always be one lucky schmo who opens every bomb in the format and uh, proceeds to ride it all the way to Honolulu. Give it a go. It could be you. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I definitely recall one time when I logged into uh, Magic Online and saw the, PT, the PTQ winner, and I recognized the account as someone I knew. And I could not believe that he managed to win an online PTQ when I've never even seen him win a real-life PTQ, which are typically a little bit easier to win. Yeah. And then I looked up his card pool, and I was like, oh, okay, now it makes sense. Yeah, that's fair enough. There's also, there's, yeah, so it can happen. There's also which seems to be something called the uh, Super Draft, which um, mm-hmm. looks to be... Yeah, that's it's it's a pretty inter- interesting system. Basically, the biggest issue is um, due to the nature of Magic Online and various gambling laws and such, they can't give you a plane ticket to Hawaii like you would typically get for winning a PTQ. Uh, so for the Magic Online qualifiers, what they've always done is that you're invited to the Super Draft, uh, for which gets nets you a thousand dollars, and then the winner of that draft gets a large number of boosters. But the important part is that everyone gets $1,000 to help. That's basically to help defray your costs for getting to the PTQ. Yep. Or the Pro Tour. Or rather clever, you think about it. Mm-hmm. Nice little circumvention. Yep. Or for any law enforcement officers uh, listening, a perfectly legitimate means of uh, rewarding all the hard work of the uh, um, players without breaking any international laws, no siree. Exactly, yeah. They're, they're adhering to the letter yes. of the law. That's why German Grand Prix hand out Xboxes. Yeah. 
Now, the other really big item of news recently is the, uh, uh, I believe um, Lennon put it best when he mentioned Maxwell's silver hammer. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, we had the September banned announcements, banned and restricted announcements, although it was all bannings. Well, no, there was a restrict- restricted announcement. Uh, basically, Combos and Modern got a pretty heavy hammer dropped on them. Uh, Blazing Shoal, Ponder, Preordain, Ride of Flame, all gone. Yep. Uh, Cloud Post was also gone, so there goes Speedy Emrakul's hitting the format. As is. And then somewhat randomly, Green Sun Zenith was also well, It's not gone. entirely random. It uh, was used quite often for um, uh, Turn 1, uh, Green Sun zero, Zenith for 0, to fetch the um, uh, Dryad Land. Dryad Land. No, yeah, I... Yeah, I understand. I'm just not sure it was quite on the power level of the other cards. And one of the big arguments they make for it was that it was stifling the deck diversity of green decks and just made them all kind of the same. But by that argument, I don't understand why Tarmogoyf isn't banned because he makes all green decks kind of the same because he makes the cut in every deck that can get generated green mana. I think part of it is it's a open-ended tutor. And, I mean, the turn one... They're, they're back before... Um, uh, uh, Scars of Mirrodin came out uh, one and especially before uh, I believe it was Med 3 one of the best opening plays you could do in um, Momia Vig was uh, discard a land for uh, zero on the first turn and hope to get a dried arbor because that uh, ramped you up for the rest of the game and gave you a massive advantage if you were lucky enough mm-hmm. not to uh, land one of the, um, I believe it was three other creatures with... Yeah, uh, I, re- I remember that. I think at the time there was like a 25%. Yeah, the other creatures were uh, Phyrexian Walker, Ornithopter, and the um, uh, Phyrexian Marauder, I think it was, the x from Visions. <laughs> that sounds yeah. about right. Yeah, no, I understand that, but my thing... And I understand that perspective to say, you know, it's an open-ended tutor... tutor it's potentially abusive. It has, you know, big problems. It could be an early accelerant or a late game bomb fetcher. But when they talked about like ensuring diversity of green decks, I was like, I don't know if I agree with. I I, I understand the banning. I just don't agree with the reasoning. I guess. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Um. On the other hand, you can understand the banning. It's um. Uh. It does make sense in the fact that it's basically it is whatever creature you want to have in your deck. It's um. And it's really easy to ramp in modern. Even without Cloudburst, it's still yeah. ridiculously easy to ramp. Um, and also, another sorry, okay. another piece that's really interesting is that because you're playing these formats in like modern and legacy, where you filtered out a lot of land really quickly with uh, sack land stuff, it gets shuffled back in. It doesn't go to the graveyard, so you're pro- you increase your spell count in your library, and then you get to draw it again and turn it into whatever green creature you want again. Yeah. It's um, it's a very nice card, and it'll be a shame to see it go. But on the other hand, you can see why. And if you can see why, then it's not it, it, an inexplicable banning. Nobody would um, uh, mm-hmm. nobody would really accept. But it, there's always, even on some of the m- more marginal cards, you can see why they've banned them. You can understand their reasoning. And although you may disagree with it, it's still it's still reasonable. Yeah, I just think it's I think it's the one that caught people most off guard. Yeah. 
probably. Like a lot, I, I think pretty much you had to be expecting Blazing Shoal to get banned. Yeah, um, to, to, new, to get rid of that deck. Maybe some of the accelerants. Like, I, I Ride of Flame, I fully support. That card is abusive. Yeah. Ponder and Preordain, I understand, because, you know, those legitimately make all combo decks faster. Cloud Post, sure, but Green Sun Zenith, I think, just wasn't really on anyone's radar to get banning, but it does make sense. Yeah, it's, it's plus the fact it obsoletes, um, uh, Every one mana, uh, put a land into play spell. Every two mana, put a land into play spell. Very true. On top of being one of the most powerful tutors Green has ever had. Uh, let's see, what else? Um, the most shocking announcement I've, like, I would say is that extended cards were yeah, banned. That, which would imply that extended continues <laughs> format. To be a real format, well, yes. Yeah. If you think about <laughs> it, it's perfectly in character. Wizards is paying much more attention to extended than anyone else. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. So I can't really give you any insight on what this does to the extended metagame because I didn't think there was yeah. one. Well, yeah, I mean, like, if no one online plays it, who plays this format? Yeah, and no one, no one ever plays extended until they're forced to. When Matt, when Wizard says this is a PTQ format and this is a Pro Tour, go play extended. It's like making you eat broccoli. <laughs> Which yeah, is not there a good are some format. people who like broccoli. But, I like you know, broccoli. It's nice, yeah, food, but um, extended is no broccoli. Yeah, but, <laughs> oh, poor extended. Yes. I like broccoli. I've uh, worked with broccoli in the kitchen. Broccoli is in many ways a friend yeah. of mine. You, sir, are no broccoli. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, it's, it's, it's all, I thought the purpose of modern was to displace extended, hence the reason that the Pro Tour was emergency change to modern, because no one ever likes Extended, and they only play it because they're forced to. I think it might possibly be the last Band-Aid on Extended. Okay, let's take all the... the let's take that damn Mystic uh, Sculptor deck out of the format altogether. Die, Core Blade, die. Does anybody want to play anything else? Does anybody ever want to play this format at all? No, no. Gentleman at the back, no. Right, fair enough. Ditch that, get modern. Yeah, that's that's pretty much yeah, the deal. Due diligence, if you will. Yeah. yeah. I'm just really surprised. <laughs> like again, it's one of those things where you like look at it and goes like, "Oh, they made bannings in tribal classic." Wait, what? There's no such format anymore. Exactly, and that's what I'm saying. It's one of those formats yeah. where like, well, I mean, I understand the green banning obviously because it's it's an open-ended tutor, and I'm sure they realize that when you ban um, all these other combos cards, you're going to have green the zenith being the next step. Of being another combo deck, yeah. so it's yeah, it's just interesting because now they've taken bannings to the next level. Because before they would just be, they would look at the format and say, "Well, here are the unhealthy decks," and they would ban that, and or attempt to ban it uh, for anyone who was around for the issues with Necropotence back in yeah. the day, um, yeah. <laughs> and then not bother to say, "Well, let's see what happens to the format now." Now it seems when they ban things, they try to look at the implications of what their banning does, and if Another degenerate deck is just going to step in and fill the void from the ban- the deck they just banned and take and get ahead of the game yeah. basically. Yeah. Well, it's like they once um, ban everything back to Necropotence and then ban Necropotence, which I believe was the the uh, solution to Combo Winter. Yeah, I, I remember. Yeah, Chris Pakula used to always say he's like they just need to ban, you know, everything like ban Necro and ban everything around it, and then they eventually did and got to it, and that was a really fun format yeah. afterwards. 
Um, a few other band announcements. The last one, Legacy Mental Misstep is gone. Yeah, I was surprised to see that. Yeah, that was interesting. I, th- I think the initial thought was let's make all decks of all colors able to counter the one mana stuff. But it ended up with, hey, this is another free blue counter. Yeah, it just made, they, they were hoping that it would diversify things and get away from some of the blue decks, but the problem is that card is even better in a blue deck, not just because you can pay the mana to cast it, but because late game you can pitch it to Force of Will and not care. And so it was just hideously, hideously, hideously abusive and just made blue decks even more prevalent. And especially with uh, Snapcaster Mage coming, that would have just made that card, again, an issue. Yeah. Pay two. I'm, I'm personally excited, but that's also because personally I love... Uh, high Tide, and I love Goblins in Legacy. So it's nice to see Mental Messed Up go from that point yeah. of view. It does increase the variety of decks in the format, because everything which played a one-mana spell, which was everything, can now play their one-mana spells in peace. Force of Will accepted. Yeah, I mean, I guess the the fact of the matter is, is that Force of Will is widely considered the glue. Yeah. And when like even though the glue is still there, it's hard to say if... Um, Clue should be that strong. It's an interesting question as yeah. to what would happen if they banned Force of Will. I mean... Oh, they will never do that. <laughs> I think you would see what happened when Modern first came out, what happened in mm. Legacy, times 20. <laughs> like, you would, it would be degenerate combo decks everywhere. Yeah. I mean, it's it's interesting to say, but if they didn't ban Mental Mistup in Modern, we probably may have had a very balanced format. It is an interesting question, although uh, I suspect... Um, it depends where they want blue control, really. There, there does need to be a point where we can have a successful blue control deck in modern. I do wonder if they're going to wait to see if the metagame evolves to a point where you can build a deck to match the threats, as it were. Yeah, I think I think it'll be possible. I think control is certainly able to be a contender now. Um, I don't know if it'd be good. I think what would have gone a long way to doing that would have been un- unbanning Ancestral Visions. Mm. Like, I still argue that I think it's a great control card. And even if combo decks want to try to abuse it, that puts them, that pushes them back to minimum turn five. Yeah. And any additional ones they draw as in part of their digging for their combo pieces, that slows them down in that respect. And Zoo can race, a t- can do a turn five yeah. block. Pretty easy. Especially if they- So I feel like that would have been a perfect way to, like, force combo decks to slow, because it is a great card for combo, too. But you force them to wait till turn five to go off, typically, in that situation. And then for control decks, you can one for one a zoo deck for the first four to five turns of the game, and then your Ancestral Visions goes off, and now you have them, because they have one card left, and you just drew three. Yeah. But uh, which, uh, we'll see what uh, happens in the format. I mean, there's one thing you can never say is blue isn't powerful enough to compete, because no matter the format, no matter the thing, there is a way that a blue deck will be up there. No, I mean, I understand that. I, I'm already dreaming about Give Sun Givening for Reclaim, Noxious Re- Revival, Snapcaster Mage, and any other card. Yeah. Like, that's already exciting to me, so. Yep, and there's one more um, uh, announcement on the restricted list. Unrestricting Fact or Fiction. The original... Fact um, yep, Fiction? The original <laughs> put ridiculous <laughs> amounts of cards into your hand or your graveyard uh, as you see fit. And I think that one's that's that's completely yeah. fine and completely legitimate. That card's not hideously overpowered like it used yeah, to be. It's, um, so. Although it is a instant speed uh, draw, lots of cards for four mana. Um, 
in vintage, that's less, much less of a problem. Vintage is either faster yeah. or um, has better options. Yeah, I mean, if you get that thing mana drained, like, it's yeah. loose. There's no, yeah, there's no, and, uh, no reason not to play, um, well, how many decks would run, would run more than two of them anyway? Yeah, that's, that's the other thing. I just, I don't think you can legitimately fit four in. Yeah. <laughs> so, and it's, but I mean, it gives people the opportunity to try. Yeah. Like, I don't think it's gonna cause a huge degeneration in vintage. It's not like they're unbanning Gush. Yeah. Or something like that. They try, you know, so. I think it's perfectly fine to give that a shot and just see if it can create some additional tools and some additional decks. Yeah, uh, see if there's a uh, slower deck which um, can take advantage. Mm-hmm. Uh, no changes on Magic Online we've seen so far, but um, uh, since that's released separately, there may yet still be um, an alteration this month. But it doesn't look like it, and they're pretty busy uh, programming various things into various other things. Yes. Yeah, and I think that, you know, once that kicks in, we should be fine for a while. And there's no need to ban any major things. I don't know about the fringe formats, but they seem to be kicking along just fine. Yeah, there's nothing uh, really dominating the fringe formats, which isn't uh, showing its face elsewhere. So, um, yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. All good. So let's move on to the prices. And uh, with the band list in mind, there's quite a few things which have been changing either because of it or because of Innistrad. Yeah, we just have some interesting up and downs because like, all at once we got a band and restricted announcement and we've learned all the cards in the set. People have started to put together pieces and discover interactions. And so you're seeing some cards start to creep up uh, in anticipation that they will jump up once they have decks available to them. Ratchet Bomb is a good example of that. That card's kind of languished since it's come out. It's seen some play here and there, not really done a whole lot, and suddenly it's shot up to $2 and could possibly see some play. One of the great things about it is it will uh, be able to instant kill werewolves. If your opponent is able to transform any werewolf, once it becomes the backside of the, the double face card, it no longer has a converted mana cost because it doesn't recognize the characteristics of the front side. So a Ratchet Bomb for zero will blow up all transformed creatures. I wonder if we'll start seeing somebody deviously sideboard in both that and Boon Mist. (laughs) That'd be interesting. (laughs) I'll transform your guys for you, and now blow them all up. Uh, Some other things, just maybe uh, looking at some graveyard interactions. Molten Tail Masticore. Uh, people are thinking maybe that card might be playable because putting cards in your graveyard is in vogue again with some of the cards coming out. So he's gone up a little bit. He's at $3 right now. And Sun Titan uh, is a great titan that digs out of our graveyard. If you're going to be milling yourself, you might as well have some juicy targets to reanimate. Yeah. Is uh, climbing up a little bit at 425 to 450 depending on which version you want. Turn three. I mean, it's... It's really interesting, right? Because if we were to take a, a step back and re-examine an episode from a couple of months ago, we basically mentioned that all these titans would be around this price range. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Very true. Uh, Molten Massacre, I'm not sure about that. I'm not feeling that card for coming back. I don't think he's powerful enough at a 4-mana 4-4 to do that. Uh, especially with this member in the format, because one of the big, you know, he regenerates and saves himself, but he can't regenerate from a dismember, so I'm not sure he'll make the cut. Yeah. And if you're casting him with the mana to regenerate him, that means you have six mana, and I get, I'd ask you, why aren't you playing a Titan? Yeah. 
Now, Monte Massacre I quite like um, in Massacre Tribal, but that's about it. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. I like that card to be good. I love, I love Masticor, but I just don't know what's yeah, going to I mean, happen. The, if they reprinted Masticor now, would he be as good as he once had been? No. No. Case rests. I don't know. Sun Titan, Frost Titan. Yeah, creatures have come so far from then. That's like, you know, Morphling, who was, you know, undeniably the greatest creature of all time, once upon a time. Has been since he proceeded. Uh, yeah. Uh. That's the case of um There's a one mana three three and a two mana five six. I mean let's uh let's examine that for a little bit. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um and then a couple other things. Elspeth Terrell keeps mysteriously selling out. I know people just like that card in general, but one interaction I've heard people talking about is with uh that new card that whenever you put a token into play, you put a copy of it as well, so basically you double the number of yeah. tokens. Which conveniently costs is a four mana enchantment, so you could go turn four, play that, and then follow it up turn five with an Elspeth and make six uh, soldiers. Yeah, there was that uh, white yeah. uh, kicker spell which white, generated yeah. um, six soldier tokens for five mana, so this is like that, and you've got a plane dwarf in play, and all your tokens double for the rest of the game. Yeah, so that's some potential there. And then also we have Grave Titan, who's just been creeping up. Mostly because it's a good card, but I mean, he does have the zombie thing going for him if token goodness becomes a matter there, and he's at 575 to 675. Yeah. And of course, there are cards which yeah. interact with the number of zombies you've got in play or uh, in the graveyard, so something which churns out zombies. I mean, admittedly, using that as a use of, of Grave Titan is win more, because if you've got a Grave Titan in play, that's 10 power on the board, and that's just the next turn. Yeah, you should have, you should just have the yeah. game. Uh, sure, he makes zombies, but he also makes opponents dead, and one of these ends the game faster. Very true. Now, looking at... And I'm sure there's other cards we've missed, so if we if we pass anything up, be sure to let us know. Just be like, hey, you forgot to mention this yeah. card. And that card, and this yeah. card, and that yeah. card. Yes, I'm sure we get plenty of that. We love, we love reading your comments, so feel free to leave some for us. Um, now, moving on from that, so looking back at the band list... Let's see what uh, some of the band cards are doing. Uh, Blazing Shoal, as you can imagine, for a one-hit wonder. Um, it's had its one show where it was king for a day, and now it's dropping back down. It's currently at 125 and falling. Yeah, I mean, this is this might be a record for the most boomerang-looking curve if you look at its uh, price over time. Because, I mean, that card was, you know, garbage bin card that wasn't worth anything, and then suddenly shot up $10, and now has shot back down to nothing. Yeah. Well, it's on, it's on its way to nothing. I imagine it's going to go completely nothing, or at least partly nothing in the near future. Yeah, I mean, there's yeah, no I, format that's legal in anymore that would ever even consider that kind of stuff anymore. Yeah. So. Uh, the one format where it is legal with something which, well, I suppose, you could try it in Vintage or uh, Legacy, but uh, there are... Other combos in that, which you could. Um, we could also cast uh, Time Walk in Vintage and yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Force of Will in yeah. uh, Legacy. Yeah, so. in Legacy, the the high prevalence of Force Will just keep it out there, and then I would love to see someone put together a successful Infect Poison Vintage deck. That would be entertaining, to say the least. Yeah, please. I mean, there was one, uh, Protein Hulk. Yeah, the um, the, uh, the Sliver Solution. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that doesn't count. <laughs> That's not what I'm talking oh, about. Flash, Flash Hulk was great fun back in the day. I uh, converted the Construct version for Tribal, which used the um, uh, uh, Disciple of the Vault Kill. Um, that was um, it's certainly doable. Yeah, who knew one mana combos could be so big? Yep. <laughs> or one spell combos. I mean, so it's like it's, it's, there's no, there's no mana involved. It's um, just. I suppose you could you could count the search spell to dig out the card you pitched to um, uh, the shoal, but uh, yeah, yeah. Um, also, Stoneforge Mystic has pretty much been it's been banned into oblivion. Uh, is down to two tickets. Yep. If you can find a format, it's legal in. Um, well, there are a couple still left, but they're very very fringe indeed. Mm-hmm. Um, Splinter Twin is at four fifty. That card is is still playable in standard. Uh, and the deck, I mean, in theory, could still be played in modern. I think just because it's going to dip quite a bit once in a Strahd hits and you see the rotation when people start selling them. But since you can still play it in tournaments for the meantime, it's kind of holding there, but it would fall, probably going to fall pretty yeah. soon. Uh, Vesuva has dropped to nine. Uh, without its partner in Crying Cloud Post, I can see this plummeting all the way down. Um, currently, its only use in modern would be as a... Um, uh, Essentially, a wasteland for legendary lands, and that's not entirely popular. Yeah, no, that's it's it hasn't come down yet, but you give it time, and this card's gonna slowly just start to fall again because without cloud post, it's just not the superstar that it yeah. was. Uh, Green Sun Zenith, as we mentioned earlier, it's still two twenty-five. Then again, it's going to be in stand for quite some time, and uh, as we've seen, it is powerful. So we shall see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mental Misstep is at 90 cents. There's a card that got, it's been kicked, also kicked out of every format. Yeah. Uh, that's, you have what, Standard and Vintage are the only formats where Mental Misstep is playable? Which is quite a bizarre spot uh, if you think about it. The biggest card pool yeah. or the smallest? Yeah. Well, I mean, in Vintage, being the biggest card pool, there's just not as many played, you know, one casting, because because of all the additional mana acceleration with the power, uh, all the jewelry. Yeah. There's just not as many ones cast, you know. It'd be nice to mental misstep a recall, I guess, but... Or, like, the first mocks. Well, those are zero. It's not one or less. It's converted mana cost one. Oh, okay. Yeah. I suppose you get Soul Ring. Uh, no. Yeah, then it would definitely, it would definitely be good in <laughs> Vintage if it could do that. Uh, and then Standard, just I guess there's just not as many powerful ones that you want to hit. So, I mean, we'll see. Especially with Snapcaster Mage, if it could become viable, then... I think everything becomes viable with Snapcaster Mage. Though, yeah. so. um, and Jace the Mind Sculptor, at one point, one of the most... Yeah, it did literally overtake um, Force of Will as the most expensive card online. It's still pricey. Yeah. It's still 32.75 at the moment, but that's nowhere near its heights. And uh, yeah. we're to be seen if it'll um, be able to salvage anything now that it's banned from... Um, Everything shy of uh, the really big formats. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it has seen play in both Legacy and Vintage uh, before, and it's and I mean thirty two dollars. I mean it's it's interesting because that's still the most valuable card. It routinely makes the top ten list of most valuable regular printed cards on Magic sets. Um, but thirty two dollars just seems so cheap for that card because it was at a hundred dollars for so yeah. long question is, will it become affordable to the average uh, Joe on the um, new streets, or uh, 
will it stay in the um, its diminished but still impressive uh, ivory tower? Yeah, I don't know. We'll, we shall see. Yeah, I mean, if we were the congressman who just has four hundred thousand dollars left after taxes, you know, yeah, maybe <laughs> afford this. What a hard life he uh, leads. I have such sympathy yeah. for him. Yeah. Especially when it takes $200,000 to feed your family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It does make the question, uh, how the hell do you get uh, so many rare metals into so few meals? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh. All Let's right. See. Let's get back on track. Yeah, what you been playing, Kia? Uh, well, myself, I actually, you know, put on some pants and strolled out into I'm glad. the <laughs> Yeah. I do that every now and again, and uh, strolled out into the sunlight and went and played an Innistrad pre-release in real life. Um, it went pretty well. I played in two flights and went seven and one. Although I did have to buy new sleeves because the sleeves I had, I uh, put my Mayor of Aberbrook promo into a sleeve and could immediately distinguish all the features from the card through the sleeve. So I had to throw those in the trash and go buy a new pair of sleeves. Um, but I ended up going seven and one of, over the course of the two flights. Um, I got. A lot of good cards. I got. I managed to pull a Garouk. I got three Wooded Cemeteries and all of my prize packs. And uh, had a lot of fun. It's, I really like the set for Limited. I will say I enjoyed it a lot. And I'm really looking forward to it coming out of Magic Online now uh, for Limited because it was a great set to play. Okay. And as a special bonus, I actually managed to um, preserve one of my card pools and sealed decks from the tournament. And we will post that in the show notes. So... You can laugh and say, oh, my God, you idiot. Why didn't you play this card? Is it the um, 4-0 one or is it the 3-1 one? It is the 4-0 card pool because, okay. you know, got to show off. Be like, I, I show that junkie 3-1 pool. <laughs> uh, I don't know. If, I mean, if, if I would be very impressed if you posted a 4-0 pool. I know it's absolute crap. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if, you, if, you can, if you can win with uh, base draft, uh, draft pool leavings, then you can win with anything. Yeah. No, I think I mean, when you look through it and and looking back, I think it was a pretty pretty strong card pool. I don't, I have like one or two standout bombs, but overall it's just a bunch of really really good cards that worked really well together. Uh, but you know, like I said, feel free to look it over and y'all can let me know what yeah. you think. Hmm? How about you guys? What y'all been playing? Um, I've been trying an old favorite of mine, the uh, humans with uh, dragon in the card name uh, deck. Uh, sadly, I couldn't get. Um, all uh, eight of the mythics with uh, that requirement, but uh, I gave it a run in the weekly tribal, but didn't do too well. It definitely needs work and uh, a few more cards uh, brought back into the fold. Alright, well, you gotta just keep hustling. Mm-hmm. Seth? Let's see, what have I been playing? Well, I've been playing a few like M12 sealed recently, and as well as like the. Uh, the Planeswalker events, which are just hilarious. Um, but at the same time, it's, you know, it's been so, sort of a slow week. Haven't been playing too much, but, you know, playing here and there. So it's, uh, I can't wait for Innistrad. I missed the pre-release, unfortunately, yesterday. So hopefully I'll see you when it comes online. Yep. Yeah, I highly recommend it. I, f- I found this to be an incredibly fun limited format, personally. More fun uh, than R- RGD? Ooh. I mean, that's, I don't think that's... That's the golden benchmark. Yeah, exactly. That's that's the dream is to overtake RGD as a limited format. I I don't think it was quite there, and it's a very limited experience so far. No pun intended, with just the two events. But it 
I, it's pretty fun. I am excited about it. I think a lot of it will depend how good it is with Innistrad, Dark Ascension, and Mystery Third Set. True. Yeah. I mean, with that said, I remember Zendikar was one of the more fun formats I've played individually, if you were an aggressive yep. player. Well, that was ridiculously fast. Yep. Uh, you have no idea. Oh, well, I've got plenty of idea. So, it yeah. took me a while to readjust back, actually. I remember uh, when I was playing Zendikar drafts and seals intermixed with, like, M- M10 or M11 seals, it was just like, I had to, like, stop and prevent myself from playing the 2-1. It's like, no. Not in this format. <laughs> yeah, no, but it's it is it appears to be. Granted, I only played sealed. It appears to be a much slower format in practice, um, a lot more card advantage based and tempo based. Yeah. So, or not or less tempo based. I mean, sorry. We'd expect a degree of uh, card advantage based with a uh, major league flashback set and uh, massive graveyard interaction set. Mm-hmm. It's it's a Ab- nice change of pace, should we say? Exactly, I would tend to agree. Okay. All right. right. I believe that's uh, pretty much everything we've got for you this week. Yeah. Uh, you know, go out there, have some fun, tune in next week, and hopefully we'll have some more interesting and fun details to go over. Yeah, yeah for sure. Okay. Until then, good luck. Have All a right. good day, everybody. Later.